When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And the Blackpool Combat Club are taking over AEW. And I love it. Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to Ups and Downs. My name is Simon Miller. And given that we are about to talk about all elite wrestling, I just want to give you a salute and say thank you for last week when the What Culture guys ran amok for Double or Nothing and Dynamite and Rampage. You made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So I bow to you and I say thank you. But now we get back to this, the finger of power, wiggling it around and deciding whether we liked wrestling or if it was pants. But yeah, not only was Brian Danielson on commentary, we did have a BCC match. The whole time, Brian was just talking about death jitsu. I was like, man, that sounds pretty good. Amazingly, they were also facing the Lucha Bros and Bandido, and this was like taking pizza and ice cream and somehow combining it to make the perfect meal, even though that's milk and cheese. Although milk and cheese are essentially the same thing. So when you eat pizza and ice cream at the same time, why wouldn't it taste nice? How have we got here? The Blackpool Combat Club actually got wrecked in the beginning because they weren't ready for the super kicks and they weren't ready for the dives, which is basically just 2023 wrestling. So I was like, here you guys are walking around going, oh man, we know all about the grappling, but you weren't ready for this, were you? Slap. I mean, they were absolutely murking each other even before the bell rang, including hurling each other into Barry Barricade. Now, given what happened at AEW last week, I could take this counter and put it up to 78. But I'm going to be very nice and put it to 51. But 51 times, poor Baz has been assaulted. And have you seen this? That's right. I have graded the sign to a t-shirt because I believe in justice for Barry. Somebody do something about it. When the bell finally did ring as well, Bandito grabbed Wheeler Uter and he suplexed him for about 722 years. If I haven't checked, it may still be going. The way they reverse this too is by pile driving Bandido on the outside. So I was like, this is out of control. When eventually we got the hot tag to Felix. He just hit his go button too, which kind of sounds a little bit sexual. But I tell you, when him and Penta did get a rock and a rolling, I was a little bit turned on. Massively regret making that joke. Bandito and Wheels were then just smacking each other when we got a cutter and we got a frog splash and we just got more dives when the near fall started, which was especially good because you had Brian Danielson on commentary just shouting, Wheeler Utah, if you don't kick out and if you don't do what I told you to do, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to rip your arms off. This is basically what happened too because eventually John Moxley saved Wheeler from the 21 plex. Claudio came in with his massive uppercut and after Wheels had just absolutely smashed Bandito around, he was able to do that seat belt, whatever we call it, pin thingamajig, and he got the one, two, three. Now, this is massively important because who got the pin at double or nothing? It was Wheeler Utah, and who got the pin here? 
Adams Wheeler, Utah. There's also just so much fun because the BCC are on a roll right now. And when it comes to these luchas, well, they never let you down. Like if I needed a lift somewhere, I'd give them a call because I know they'd have my back. Give me it now. Alex Marvez was then backstage with the Elite and he was all like, how do you feel after you're beating Anarchy in the Arena? I was like, that was a damn question. It's like somebody coming up to me and saying, oh, Simon, how do you feel after somebody calls you Johnny Sins? Not great. Matt Jackson even said that the BCC bring out the worst in them, hence why he had used an exploding shoe. And that is actually something that happened when Angman Ajahn Page walked in and he was all like, oh man, but we're still standing. I was like, great, he's inspired by Elton John. The absolute best part though is that the Dark Order walked in at one point and they were like, oh, cowboy, see you hanging out with your brand new friends. Maybe we'll just leave. And I massively appreciated this because it was a little bit of a loose end. When you actually get into the story, Hangman did kind of screw these guys over. They were there for him. He just went, I'm going back for my other buddy. He was going to chase them off when Marvez was like, wait a minute, where is Kenny Omega? Because he wasn't here. I heard he went back to Canada. When Paige was like, well, he's not in the country, but he hasn't gone north of the border. And of course, the tease was maybe just maybe he's gone to Japan to get some friends. So we did so much in this segment because not only did we tie up loose ends, but we started to focus on the future. And if Abushi and Akada don't get inserted into this feud soon, well, somebody is pulling my chain. You don't want anybody to pull your chain unless you've asked them to. Really have to stop saying these things. Point was, we did a lot here up. Which is when we got even more sports entertainment because Tony Schiavone was interviewing Bullet Club Gold. Jay White soon took over as all like, well, we are a little bit pissed off with Ricky Starks because he did throw both of us out of that battle royal. However, is he the international champion? No, he is not. When Juice Robinson weighed in, he was like, also, we beat you up afterwards and FTR saved you. Now, I understand this because there's no way you've got friends. You're Ricky Starks and you're an absolute goober. The only problem with what he said, though, is that imagine you did it in real life. <laughs> Look at this loser over here. He doesn't have any friends. What are you talking about? I'm literally stood here with a friend. <laughs> what a no friend friend. They continue to hammer the AEW tag team champions when like good Pokemon, they did appear. And given that they'd said their name a lot, you know that Kevin Owens would be pleased. This was absolutely hilarious. Because Jay White and Juice Robinson were all like, oh man, I bet you want to join the Bullet Club. And the whole time, they were hiding behind Tony Schiavone because they didn't want to get smacked in the face. It was all a trick, of course, because when they did pass them the microphone, they dropped it on the floor and they beat the absolute shit out of them. And eventually, Ricky Starks came out to make the save. I was like, Rick, you're a bit late here. You better been on the toilet. He also challenged Jay White for a match next week when everybody is banned from ringside, and that's perfect. And I suppose eventually we will do FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, and that will be an absolutely fantastic match. Also, I was just so pleased we finally gave Jay White a microphone. This guy is so good at being a dick. So I enjoyed all of this, and once again, I think the program is good giving it up. When, yes, we cut to Tony Khan, who did indeed reveal that on the very first AEW collision, do you know who is returning to All Elite Wrestling? Doink the Clown. <laughs> Imagine it. I mean, actually, wouldn't be returning to AEW. The point is, it's CM Punk. This was greeted by a thunderous reaction, and yes, there were some boos, but let's not worry about that. Let's just hope that this all works out, and it helps AEW grow as a business, because that's all I want. I want wrestling to be as successful as possible, and I want everyone to be happy and healthy and feel warm in their tum-tum. So I do keep my fingers crossed, and look, as a fan, am I super-duper excited about this? Of course I am. 
Who the flub knows what's going to happen? When we had Trent taking on Swerve Strickland, taking on Big Bill, which was fallout from the battle royal at Double or Nothing, and we just talked to the finger of power, that's correct, it was great. Swerve is just on fire right now, not literally, and much like at the pay-per-view, he just went to the outside. I was like, look, man, there's two of you guys. Why don't you just go at it? This meant it was speed versus power, and I'm also very pleased that the biggest of Bills is getting a push because he too has momentum. This is when Trent looked at Swerve and he hit him with a dive. Let's not sleep on Trent either. That guy is pure entertainment. Bill then remembered that he is really tall and you can't teach that, so he started to boot people right in the face. And I tell you, he is not your ordinary big guy, even though he is called Big Bill. He has something to him, and I hope we push him to the moon. Trent was then doing moonsaults to the outside, so Swerve decided to punt him right in the skull, when they actually realised, wait a minute, if we start working together, maybe we'll be the size of Big Bill. So they gave him a double suplex, and even though that sounds simple, actually looked really impressive. Bill still came back with that awesome boss man slam that he does. This is when the near fall started, because Swerve came in with the stomp, but Trent got out of the way of that, and instead, he drived his piles. Does that work? Not really. You hit him with a power driver. Bill then started to whack out some choke slams, especially this huge one on Trent, when all of a sudden Strickland was like, wait a minute, this is a triple threat match. I know what you can do. He stomped Big Bill, and as Trent was just laying there, he pinned him for the one, two, three. Good news is, is that Swerve now continues to absolutely smash it, and surely is going to have a match with Orange Cassidy for the international title. And actually, that is happening next week. We have to ask the question, what happened to the Keith Lee feud? But you know what? At this point, I'm just done with it. We didn't do the match. Maybe we'll come out the other side of this and Keith will be back involved. But I have real problems to worry about. And in terms of this damn thing, giving it up. We then had this great video package focusing on the fact that Chris Statlander had come back and beat Jay Cargill to win the TBS champion. And man, what a great baby face she is. When we were with Rennie Paquette who was interviewing the acclaimed. The first thing she did too, is she reminded them that they lost at the pay-per-view. That kind of reminds me of this. Hey mum, hey dad, good to see you as always. Well, if it isn't our loser son, who's a massive loser, we hate you. I'm entirely sure why I still come home. Billy Gunn was especially sad because he did take the pinfall at the pay-per-view and Max Caster was all like, don't worry, big daddy ass. We win together and we lose together actually when you break it down isn't true at all. Anthony Bowens also reminded us that they were screwed out of the tag team titles recently so not only do they want to win gold back but given that this is daddy ass the absolute legend before he hangs up his pants they want him to have a title too. (laughs) This was kind of it too when we got the big line that everybody loves the acclaimed and everybody loves Billy Gunn so I'm not entirely sure what the direction is like nobody came out they didn't name anybody and it is really good that we got the acclaimed on TV because they're just so hot right now but yeah where are we going so it is a wait and see situation but again I think Tony Khan realized this he was like well look we've got to get them on dynamite at the very least and for that reason alone I'm giving it an up also I do love the acclaimed so just seeing them makes me feel good in my tootsie toes if that sounds weird because it was. The sports entertainment then continued, and I'm sure some people were melting down about this, but sometimes you just need it. Hook it to my veins. This one was absolutely brilliant too, because out came Don Callis and out came Takeshita, and given what they had done at Double or Nothing, they got booed out of here like they were Dominic Mysterio. I mean, Don essentially had to shout into the microphone. He was being jeered so much. And his whole point was, look, all this noise better be for Kenny Omega, because you can go through all of his accolades and who was by his side and who made sure these did happen. It was me. 
So I'm the man, I'm the champ. Screw that blonde-haired idiot. He also blames Omega for the fact he has a massive scar on his head. I thought that was John Moxley, but what do I know? Which is when he said while he's lost a nephew, he has gained a son in Takeshita. And my hand went straight up. I was like, Callis, that's not how the family system works. He then started to run down a who's who of Japanese legends and said that Takeshita is better than all of them. When we gave the mic to Takeshita, he got booed out of here too. And he was just like, Kenny Omega, I am going to destroy you. Callis then followed up on this and he did say that Kenny Omega had destroyed his family. So now he's going to build a new one. And honestly, within about 35 seconds, I was like, yep, these two are absolutely phenomenal together. And they're doing exactly what heels should do. All of a sudden, I like the elite even more because these two idiots are a couple of jabronis. And all you really need to know is that they were eating alive from start to finish. So this has been a tremendous success. And if we do put a card or an abushi in it, holy crap, man, this could spark something off super fierce and I am totally ready for it. I searched my feelings and it said, yes, this is the way to go. You really should go watch this. It is excellent. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Then in a quick video focusing on the Wardlow-Christian Cage match from Double or Nothing, when Wardlow went crazy, as did Arn Anderson. Because he was talking about biting the lizard's hand, and I was like, man, that is so damn offensive. He ain't no lizard, he's a dinosaur. Before Wardlow walked in and was like, oh, I don't like Luchasaurus. Certainly sounds like that's going to be our next match, which it should be. I mean, Luchasaurus was put on a table and then sent on through it off a ladder. He needs his revenge. I swear we were just trying to have fun on this episode of Dynamite as well. Because from nowhere, the next match was Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy teaming again to take on the Gates of Agony. Now, they always make me laugh because I'm pretty sure a gate can't be in pain. I mean, it's just a gate. It's not like Barry Barricade, who is alive. But I will tell you this. 
Leona and Khan are a really good team. <laughs> Flub me sideways. They tried to kill these guys. Now, the ending was a little bit telegraphed because Darby and Orange were never going to lose. But because of that, we told the Gates of Agony to just beat on these two. And my word, did they? At one point, Darby Allen went for the coffin drop. And he just got pounced out of his boots. And I was like, that's it, he's dead. It got even worse for the good guys, because Brian Cage, Prince Nana, and Swerve Strickland walked out here, which is when we got the warmest tag to Orange Cassidy. And he was kind of doing his pockets deal. But once again, him and Darby just got absolutely destroyed, including the Gates of Agony, taking Alan, throwing him into Barry Barricade. It wasn't just once, it was about 92 times. Are you kidding me? Why is everybody ignoring me? What do I have to do? Like go to some kind of government building and go, if I do do that, I'm going to be arrested. I've told you once, I've told you twice, I've told you a thousand times. If you were sat in there getting your hair cut, snip, 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 and somebody walked in and beat up the hairdresser, you'd be like, well, that's not very kosher. So what's the difference here? If we didn't have Barry Barricade, all the fans would run in the ring. Bring it down. It's 50 flipping three. Fiona soon hit a Samoan drop after this. And I was like, I think that's okay because he is a Samoan. And if not, we just have to call it the drop. Which is when the piece of fruit was able to reverse some DDTs into a double Hurricane Rana. Then he hit the Stun Dog Millionaire and Darby Allen was like, blah, blah, blah. And he smashed the coffin drop and he got the one, two, three. And I tell you, these two can team whenever the hell they want. They're just so damn over with the fans and they're great characters in their own right. So I'm absolutely giving it an up. And now we get to do Swerve and Orange next week. Yes. It got even better too because these assholes got in there and started beating them up. So do you know who arrived to make the save? It was Sting. And we haven't seen Sting in ages. Everybody went crazy. I mean, this crowd was great the entire evening. And the dude just has such an aura to him. As I've told you before... I basically love him. Of course, this meant he helped out his son and an orange, which only you can do in wrestling. And if we now do this six-man tag, well, who is going to be mad about that? I will. Oh, shut up. We had another video, this time focusing on the Four Pillars match, as MJF was like, way, I won, and don't forget there's nobody else on my level, and in fact, I'm running out of competition. Now, that's not true at all. But you know, he keeps going on saying, oh, I'm a generational talent. He has been so good recently... I ain't going to argue with it. Which is when we got to another interview because Dynamite was just interview central. As already told you, I got no problem with it. Tony Giovanni was back and he was talking to Hook because, of course, at Double or Nothing, he had teamed up with the Hardys and they had one, meaning Matt now owns Ethan Page's contract. I still don't really know what that means. Does it mean that Matt Hardy now just has a piece of paper? Good for him. Of all the people LFI interrupted though, and Jose the assistant was all like, man, we never get any kind of opportunities. And also, do you see that Roosh isn't with us? It's because he's too dangerous for TV. And I was like, well, if that's true, how the hell is he ever going to come back? I also want to know what that means, because what is he, a bomb? And given that Preston Vance and Dorisco had bothered to turn up to Dynamite, they jumped Hook, and I was like, well, someone's going to make the save. I wonder who's going to make the save. I was expecting, duh, 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 and the Hardy Boys to come out. But it wasn't, and we got somewhat of a surprise, because here came Jungle Boy. They chased away these idiots and gave them a good beating. And all of a sudden, my brain was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This does mean that Jungle Hook is back together. And I tell you, the best reason to do that is because Jack Perry is going to turn on this wonderfully haired warrior. And then you can feud Hook and Jungle Boy. Now, look, I've totally made that up. That's complete speculation. But if you do do it, it would make sense. Because Jungle Boy ended this team as he was like, oh, man, I want to go win some singles title. And was he able to achieve that? 
know. So I am pumped. I am excited about an expectation I've just made up for myself. That just makes me a human being. Up. Renee was then earning her check because she was doing another interview, this time with Tony Storm, who was joined by the Outcasts. Storm refutely claims that she didn't deserve her brand new AEW Women's Championship because she does. As all these people were like, ah, oh, no one's going to take it off us because we're like bad people and we're going to win. Okay. Which brought us to Chris Statlander's first title defense. It's pretty damn great. She was defending her newly won TBS title against Nyla Rose. And I tell you, Nyla is such a good person to have on your roster because she can fill this role perfectly. Now, she's so damn entertaining, I would turn her baby face and use her more. But if you just need a monster for someone to defeat... Well, she's pretty much perfect. As Rose slammed Chris around too, we did see Taya Valkyrie watching this. She looked a bit like, well, I can't believe it. I'd already done the hard work with Jade Cargill and you stole my opportunity when Nyla turned on me because she had Chris Statlander against Barry Barricade and she crushed her. So I can't even remember what this on now. What did I say? 53, 54? Let's just say 54. Getting very depressing for me. I'm meant to be Barry's friend. I can't do anything to save him. Statlander then decided the best way to get back into this was to crack Nyla's jaw. So she hit a jaw cracker. I don't think it's called that. I've just made it up. When she finished the thing off with a 450. (laughs) That's pretty damn impressive. Didn't see that coming. But I am super excited about this, especially because we did see Tyre watching on at the end of the thing. So there's your first feud. As I've already told you, Chris is just such a good baby face. He's going to rock. When we bookended the show as we started with some good old-fashioned fun. Man, that sounded terrible again. For it was Adam Cole and Britt Baker taking on Soraya and Chris Jericho, which sounds like something you'd do on a video game. And we must have massive fans for Cole, because for the second time in a week, he beat Chris Jericho. And that's no small thing, so now we should get him ready for MJF and do it for the damn AEW world title. These two also continued their hate as they unloaded on each other. My word, why do I keep saying these things? And it was just so damn entertaining. Eventually, Britt Baker and Sarai were there as well. They started hitting lumps out of each other. And a small part of me was like, huh, maybe we should have done this at the pay-per-view instead. Sarai was then taking the referee and using that as a distraction so Jericho could trip Britt Baker. And I tell you, this is the absolute best version of Chris. He walks around like a tough guy, but inside he's terrified of the world. And he always makes it so damn entertaining. Love it. He then kept trying this nonsense so the outcasts who, who were out there could also cause a fuss. But this is when Sheena got involved and she chased them off with a big stick. And I was glad that did happen because if Madden Sheena didn't do this, you'd be like, well, what the flub were you doing? Cole and Jericho also got back into it here when Cole went for the Panama Sunrise, but Jericho turned that into the walls of Jericho, which I'm always here for. So Britt was like, all right, well, I can see an opportunity. And she put the lockjaw on Chris. Everybody went crazy, as they should have done. Adam then went for a super kick, but got code breaker instead, when Britt and Soraya once again got back into it. I just sat there going, oh man, I'm having a good time. Jericho is such a wonderful ass, he then got Floyd the baseball bat and swung it at Britt Baker. And that is equal parts hilarious and equal parts terrible. But once again, he is the bad guy, he is the heel... And he was about to get his. Because not only did Adam Cole super kick him, but then Britt Baker and Cole gave him a dual super kick. Because he was wibbly wibbly, Adam Cole hit him with the boom and he pinned him for the one, two, three. And do not understate that. That does count as a big deal. Adam Cole can then be like, oh man, I think I did a world title shot. 
though he doesn't talk like that, and anyone that does talk like that probably isn't going to become world champion. But this was a great main event, and once again, it just made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Give me more of this, and I'm giving it up. Which brought us to the end of what I thought was a phenomenal dynamite, and kind of made me feel like Double or Nothing was the full stop, and this was the start of a brand new chapter, especially given Collision and everything with CM Punk. So I am going to give it an up, and I bet in a few months we look back on this occasion and go, ha! That was a real turning point. I am excited. Also, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of AEW Dynamite and click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for double or nothing. We did it live outside of the T-Mobile arena. It was just wonderful, wonderful chaos. Once again, it's a massive thank you from me. Just have such a great time doing these videos. They are super duper silly. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.